Come on. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Graubacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful Kevin Davey. Kevin, are you ready to do this? Sure am. Excellent. Let's do this. Kevin is the CEO of KJ Trading Systems. He is an award-winning trader. He is a contributor and an author. I'm excited to have you on. Kevin, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Okay. Well, great. I... Uh... My background is uh, engineering, so I have a, an aer- actually an aerospace engineering degree, nice. and I was in that field for probably 20-some years, but uh, I always liked investing and trading, and that was always my big hobby. So there came a point in my professional career where uh, I had an opportunity to, to basically uh, – leave the position I was at and get a, a lump sum of money. And I thought that was just a, a great time to see if I could make trading my full-time career because the way I looked at it, I said, well, Hey, I've been doing trading for the last 10 years as a part-time hobby. Right. Why, why not just make it a full-time job? Nice. And uh, luckily uh, my wife was on board I think at the time we had uh, two little kids, um, which looking back on it, it was pretty amazing that she said, hey, go for it. <laughs> um, and that was about uh, about 12 or 13 years ago now that I made the, the leap and left my aerospace-based career and got into trading full-time. And I've kind of been doing that and and also teaching about trading ever since. Right. Nice. Okay. So how how did you discover your your love and passion for trading? Um, you know, I was always interested in the stock market in general. Uh, it, it, I didn't really know a whole lot about it, but as soon as I got out of college, I had, uh, I think, like $1,000, and I remember buying some Walmart stock, which – at the time, I think it was like $30 a share, so I could only buy about 30 shares. But that <laughs> that kind of started it. Um, you know, just it, it was kind of neat just to be able to buy stock. And then I actually uh, received a direct mail piece. Uh, this was back when they used to send tons of ads through the U.S. mail. Sure. And it was about future futures trading. And it was specifically about like how much money you could have made trading sugar <laughs> and long story short that appealed to me because you could start trading with less money you know with most most of the time with stocks you have to put 
most or all the money up, you know, if you don't trade on margin, all the money up to buy the the uh, stock. So when I bought Walmart, I bought 30 shares at around $30, and that was around $900. But with futures, you only had to put a margin down for like a deposit. So maybe for four or $500 at the time, you could control all a whole bunch of sugar or wheat or soybeans. And so then I started getting into futures trading a little bit. And then it, it just kind of grew from there where I would do some of the higher higher risk, more leverage trading uh, on an active basis. And then I would also do more of the stock trading, although that was probably more just uh, more of a like passive, more retirement type thing. So, for example, when I bought Walmart, I was planning on keeping it forever. And as it turned out, I ended up, uh, I think, doubling my money in a couple of years and ended up selling it so I could buy some real estate. But, uh, you know, the original plan was just to keep it forever kind of thing. Nice. So <clears throat> I graduated college in 2001, and that was – I. I it seems like such a long time ago, you know, and obviously it has been, it has been a number of years, but what was the technology like? And I, I, I don't know what year you graduated, all that good stuff. And when you got started with this, but I imagine it's evolved so dramatically. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, uh, so much different. It, uh, so I graduated college, uh, my bachelor's in like 88, 1988. So back then it was, all via phone basically wow, okay. so you know you'd call up a broker and huh. say i want to buy 30 shares of walmart and i remember with futures there were since you were talking on a phone you couldn't say december be the month of december because it sounded like september so you had to say christmas so if hmm. you wanted to buy wheat you had to say christmas wheat and things like that uh and <laughs> and uh when I would do some technical analysis or some some studies, I'd calculate moving averages. Well, at first, it was pretty much all all by hand. You know, there were PCs back then, but people really didn't use them that much for that kind of stuff. So at first, I was I was getting newspapers and checking prices and calculating everything by hand and writing it down on a you know a table. And uh, as time went on, obviously, then the tools became a little more sophisticated and eventually there was software that could help you back test trading strategies. Uh, and that really appealed to me. So I really got into back testing and, and looking at, you know, Hey, if a certain strategy did good in the past, it was no guarantee it was going to work going forward, but maybe it would. And, so I spent a lot of time doing that and developing trading systems, which is actually something I still do today. But the tools are a lot different. Right. That's that is my perception of what. And go ahead and 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 just correct me when I'm when 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 I'm wrong. That is my perception of what makes somebody a successful trader is having those those models. So you were just creating them on your own. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's some people who who like to trade what's called discretionarily, you know, where they look at a chart and they see patterns and they, oh, this is a good time to buy and sell. And, 
I mean, there are people who do that and do it all the time. Um, and supposedly they're successful. I think some of them are. And I say supposedly because I've tried doing that and I just <laughs> failed, failed miserably. I can't do that. But what I can do is use some of my technical engineering math background and develop trading systems that can go back and test and see how they worked. And then that kind of becomes uh, a neat way to trade because all you have to do is follow the rules. And I say it, I say it kind of jokingly, all you have to do, because that's also the hardest thing to do is to develop a system and you see, oh, it worked historically, and then do it live and just follow it, either automated or maybe you'd manually enter trades. But that's really hard to do because most people aren't wired to let a computer make all their trading decisions for them. Uh, so that obviously takes a while to kind of build up as that discipline to do that. That and that that right there is really what what I what 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 my perception to being successful at trading is is all you have to do is follow the rules. But then, then, then our brains kick in, right? And we yeah. want—is—is is it ego and emotion? It's fear. It's greed. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of all those things. Um, I mean, so many times I've seen people, and and I used to be in the same camp. I don't uh, do this anymore, but people will see a signal generated by their back-tested trading system, and they'll say, "Oh, well, I'm not going to take it because." Later on today, there's a Fed announcement or, you know, with uh, Trump in the White House, I don't know what kind of things he's mm. going to say. So I don't want to follow this signal or this, you know, or another signal. Just it doesn't seem right. I used to see those a lot where I would see signals come up in all kinds of different markets and I would look at a chart at the same time. This was before I was really doing it automated and I think, well, this is the worst time to to buy, and yet my model's telling me to buy, and there was this huge disconnect, and it took me a long time to get over the fact that just because I thought something was right or wrong, uh, it usually I was wrong. I was the one who was incorrect, and usually the model was right. Um, that's hard to it's hard to let go of that kind of control. And that's uh, that's uh, I think that that's I don't know if funny is the right term or not, but somebody from your background, right? You spent twenty years as 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 an engineer, and obviously, uh, that trusting models has to be one of the most important things to your work or your previous yeah. work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, absolutely. I used to uh, I did an internship at NASA one summer, and I was helping to to write some computer programs to do rocket trajectories and. You know, there there were certain it was once you do all the equations, everything, there's a certain path you take to minimize fuel use and that kind of thing. And if you decide on your own that no, I'm not gonna take that path, I'm gonna take a different path, you could get in a lot of trouble. You know, you run out of fuel and uh, all of a sudden you're not gonna get into orbit. <laughs> uh so uh you learn to trust those models because there's obviously all the the physics behind it and everything. But in trading, 
that's not really true because there is no one way to trade or absolute right thing to do. You know, you can do the right thing and have a great looking system that's worked for the last 10 years, but it doesn't mean it's going to work for the next five days or two days or whatever. It could fall apart. And so, you know, in the back of your mind, there's always this doubt. Well, is today the day the system stops working? Mm -hmm. Maybe I should override the signal. Mm -hmm. And and uh, your your mind plays a lot of tricks on you. And it's that's kind of what makes it tough. Yeah, I think that's very interesting. So how if you could share what you think that the characteristic characteristics of a successful trader are? Is it IQ, work ethic, resilience, dealing with emotions? Uh, well, to do it the way I do it, so I consider myself what's called an algo trader, which used to be called mechanical trading or systematic trading. So it's basically uh, finding rules that have worked historically and then developing a system around that and testing it correctly and then going off and trading that. So to do that kind of trading – you don't necessarily have to be the smartest person around. A lot of people think, oh, hey, I need to understand the markets fully to, to implement this kind of thing. You really don't. But what you have to be able to do is you have to be open to ideas of just, hey, let's try things, see if it works. You have to be pretty uh, methodical as far as how you're testing things. You know, a lot what a lot of people do, is they'll take an, one idea and they'll test it for months and do all sorts of statistical tests and all sorts of things. And then they'll see another idea that they really like and they'll just go and trade it. Mm. They'll say, oh, I don't need to test it. So you got to be consistent with that, with the testing. And then the other big thing is you've got to be able to persevere and overcome frustration because most things that – you try to test and most ideas you test in uh, any kind of markets will fail, especially once you include uh, any kind of trading costs, any kind of slippage, any kind of commission costs. If you're not, you know, most stocks now obviously aren't commission based, but there's still that bid ask spread. A lot of times you're going to be paying if you're doing market orders. And once you include those real-world costs, uh, it turns out most ideas, most strategies, whether they're breakout models or mean reversion or whatever, most of them fail. Most of them just don't make enough money or they make money, but it's just you take on too much risk. So, you know, I've seen plenty of str strategies that have made a lot of money. But the risk you have to endure is huge. You know, it's one of those things where if you could place a trade today and then go off on a, a vacation with where there's no Internet for a year, you'd come back and you'd probably have more money than you started with. That'd be easy, right? But mm -hmm. unfortunately, what you have to do is you have to see it every day and you see your stock or your future or whatever you're trading go down 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 and you're in this huge drawdown and what most people do is they end up bailing out right before it turns around so that's the hard part is you got to be able to withstand the path to get to those gains it's not just a straight line and uh, a lot of people can't 
can't deal with that. Um, you know, they could deal with the end result, but they can't deal with the path to get there. And that's what uh, knocks out a lot of traders, unfortunately. Got it. So you need to be sure, or at least pretty sure, that what you're doing is is sound and accurate and correct to be able to stick to that stick stick it out through the pain of watching your account balance go down. So and 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 that's that's what you do that you 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 teach people how how to successfully uh, choose a choose a model or a system and then implement it. Yeah, yeah, uh, and a lot of what I teach is actually uh, helping people to actually build the models correctly. So uh, and to test them correctly. So I use a, an approach, I call it a uh, strategy factory. It's actually a trademark a name I came up with. Uh, because to me, that's what trading is. It's like a factory. So if you think about uh, any kind of factory, let's say you're building cars. So you have to have raw material coming in your factory. So metal, sheet metal, uh, plastic, all kinds of raw materials. And then Inside the factory, you have all kinds of machines that will bend the metal and will cut it and paint it and do all sorts of things. And then what comes out the other end is either a finished automobile or it's a bunch of junk that you just throw away. Okay, so if you use that analogy with trading systems, what ends up coming in your the doors, your raw material are your ideas oh, I'm going to look at a breakout model, or I'm going to look at uh, some kind of trend-following type approach. Those are your ideas. Then you put them to work on these machines, which are actually just tests. So you run uh, some simulation tests. You run uh, some optimization, and you do a bunch of other kind of tests. And then what actually ends up leaving your factory is either a strategy that's been tested and proven to work and that's something you could trade or more than likely it's junk it's scrap it's no good and you just have to abandon it and move on to your next idea so that's kind of what i teach is that approach of of what those tests are inside the factory that help you take an idea and turn it into a strategy that has a good chance of working in real time I mean, it's no guarantee. There's never any guarantee that something's going to work. Sure. But if you have a an approach that will test it for you, then you're you're much better off in the end. And because, hey, at least you have something that has a tendency to work. Uh, and that's kind of how I do things. Got it. Well, I think that makes sense. Nice. Well, Kevin, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Um, I would say the big thing is to test anything you want to do in the market. So what too many people do is they get a tip from a cousin. Oh, hey, buy Tesla. Or, you know, (laughs) uh, there's a drought in the Midwest, so wheat is going to go up, so you should buy wheat. You know, and they and they don't evaluate it. They just kind of react. And what I have found over the years of uh, almost 30 years now of doing this trading stuff is traders are the ones who have an approach 
who've evaluated the approach and said, hey, in the past, this approach has made money and that's what I'm going to do going forward. So the big uh, difference maker kind of thing is to make sure you evaluate any kind of buy-sell decisions that you're going to have. Have some history behind it to say this actually has worked. You know, just don't go off and listen to tips and buy like that. That won't lead you anywhere. Wank, that is great stuff. That definitely gets Come on. Come on. And probably sound advice for most every aspect of our lives. So, <laughs> well, Kevin, thank you so much for coming out. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? How can they uh, How can they get into the school? Sure. Um, you can first find me on Twitter if you go to KJ Trading. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter or you can just go to my website, kjtradingsystems.com and uh, you'll find tons of resources i give away some free strategies and that kind of stuff and uh, for those interested just videos you can go to youtube just uh, search for my name kevin davy and you can uh, find my youtube channel and you'll find tons of videos on trading so any of those ways work excellent well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Kevin your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. You can follow Kevin on Twitter at KJ KJ Trading. Go to KJTradingSystems.com. Check out all the great resources, and also you can find him on YouTube, and I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Kevin. All right. Thanks for having me. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.